Hey everybody, welcome to the KF Podcast Wrestling Week in Review. Still going strong here for March 27th. Um, we have more fans in the WWE right now. That's right. In front, we're doing this show in front of more fans in the WWE. Uh, thank you for yeah, listening. If you just stumbled across us here, check us out at kfpodcast.com and the KF Podcast and all your social media sites. Check out our Pop Culture Week in Review and just check us out on YouTube, wherever you want. We're out there. We're trying to make some quality entertainment for you for something to do um wrestling is crazy right now wrestling is absolutely crazy right now um it's going it's going but it's like in front of it's so weird these shows with empty arenas it's really strange it is i mean i i never thought i would miss wrestling fans but like (laughs) it's really hard so the big news that i think that we just talked about this week brock is wrestlemania they apparently filmed it this week Apparently, because I guess they got kicked out of the performance center. Why'd they get kicked out? City of Orlando, maybe. From what I understand is they recorded, like, so much stuff this week. Apparently when they did Raw, or apparently the first thing they did on Sunday is they recorded, like, four or five weeks of NXT. Did you hear that one? (laughs) Yeah. They recorded all this NXT. Monday when they got in for Raw, they recorded all these Raws. All these Raws for like the next foreseeable future. Um, I guess they're doing it for SmackDown this week too. And then they did WrestleMania already. So WrestleMania is over. Which is crazy to think about. It's going to leak. I don't know how it could. I mean, I guess... Lots of people there. But would you want to risk losing your job just to leak it? Some of them want to get fired. Imagine all that internet karma you'd get, though. Like, if you're Cedric Alexander and you just hate it, so you just release it. You could probably get sued, though. I'm sure there's probably, like, a a gag order on all of them on talking about that, you know? Well, what I heard that they did for the WrestleMania stuff is, like, if it was your... They would schedule, like, the time window for your match. Yeah. And whoever was involved in the match would come, and then when your match was done, you had to leave. Yeah. So maybe, the, like, people don't know, you know? Maybe. Maybe the disgruntled people. Now, I think, I think they're going to have a lot of, like, um, like location stuff they're going to do, too. Yeah, they have to. Like, they for example, uh, AJ Styles and The Undertaker are going to have a Boneyard match. Well, no one knows what the hell a Boneyard match is. I think it's going to be in a graveyard. I think so. Maybe. I think they're going to record it at night. But do they set up a ring in a cemetery? No, they'll just fight like in, in a cemetery, a fake cemetery somewhere. I think is what they're real. Is what they're going to do, or a real one? Just because it's something different than watching an empty arena ring. You yeah. know what I mean? So just watching this ring with a camera shot on it, no one around. It's it'll you know you can do higher production quality and do like scary stuff and special effects and. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, the NXT announcement, what Gargano and um, Champa are going to wrestle in an empty warehouse somewhere so they can just destroy each other. So that's another like gimmick match, you know, where you don't need a ring. But it's crazy. Like you said, it's crazy to think that WrestleMania is just over and it's recorded and like... It's nuts. I wonder if they did any fans. You think they did any any people or crowds around? Probably not. Not even other wrestlers around? 
Well, if you notice, I think AEW might have gotten some flack for what they did last week because they didn't have anybody at ringside anymore. Yeah, I think they got some flack too for that. Um, so let's go through it a little bit. There's not obvious. I mean, I put the matches in here, but we don't really have to talk about it all. But um, last week on SmackDown, you saw. Did you watch SmackDown last week? I did. You had the arrival of Gronk, which was so annoying. He's so, I already hate him. It's so I do ridiculous too. dancing and acting like an idiot. Yeah, who called that? Somebody on the show already called that one. What? That Gronk was going to show up on one of these shows. Oh, we did. We've been we've been talking about that. I mean, it's he showed up and he's like hosting WrestleMania, which I don't even know what that means. What do you need a host when there's no fans? You know. And then he was <laughs> dancing and doing all the stupid shit. It's just annoying. Um. A lot of Drew, a lot of Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. I like Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. I think what they're doing is pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that too. I think they should form some kind of stable of these guys that are all real good workers. Yeah, I'd like to see the uh, Shorty G go back to being Chad Gable and join with them. Yeah, I think that would be good. I think I heard a rumor that that's where they're going. That this is a Daniel Bryan. This would be good. A Daniel Bryan idea that like he's real, really behind, and, they, and people seem to like it. Um, I thought the page thing was very annoying. They already changed the match. They took Dana Brooke out. It's like, is she in quarantine or something? They took her out. Yeah, it's a five-person match now. Wow, I wonder if there was a problem. I heard that they just don't put her on WrestleMania, even though there's no fans or anything. <laughs> yeah, they put Tamina in the match, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> she still works there. Yeah, um, I like the replays that they show. I don't, I don't mind. I don't. Yeah, it kills the time. Yeah, it kills time. It's nice to see some fan stuff. You know, they show some good matches, some different things that you forget. Um, Reigns and Goldberg face to face is so stupid. That match is yeah. going to be horrible without any fans. Think how horrible yeah. that match is going to be. It would have been horrible with fans too. Yeah. Goldberg just. Get rid of Goldberg. He was never good. It's an attraction. That's all it is. I'm tired of the attractions. They have a roster of like 200 plus people. What? Brock, they have to keep but, bringing back these guys. Brock, it's casual fans' fault. Because when Bill Go, when Bill Goldberg shows up on SmackDown, the ratings spike. If people would stop doing that and stop watching it just for Bill Goldberg, then it wouldn't support McMahon's idea. That's true. You know, when he, when he, the shot of him winning the title, what was it, their most watched or liked clip on YouTube that they've had in years? Yeah. Like, you know, that just proves that where Vince is like, yeah, look, it works. Look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. It's working. You know, we need a rating spike. We brought Bill Goldberg on. If Instead fans are creating new stars, yep. just ride on these 50 plus year old guys. Uh, because when they have a show with like closing one of the new stars and, it doesn't do good numbers. He instantly gives up on it. Instantly. Yeah. Instead of, like, giving it a chance to let it build and let re fans return to it, let the real fans return to it, he gets the semi-fans, the casual fans, are like, oh, shit, Goldberg's on? I'll go watch that. Yep. It's annoying. Um, so what do you think about on Raw? when they, Did you watch Raw this week? I saw most of it. Do you think the camera change was totally related to AEW? It, it looked better. It looked it looked better. I think it totally was related to AEW. 
Yeah, I mean, because it looked, I mean, their broadcast looked identical. Which is smart. I mean, AEW did it right the way they shot that show, not showing the crowd. And then the WWE said, hey, we'll do it too. I don't see anything wrong with that. No. People were mad about it. I'm like, it's it's smart. Yeah, like, what's wrong? what's wrong with that? That's good. I thought it was all right. Um, then you had the Boneyard match announcement. We already talked about that. I totally think that's going to be some kind of graveyard or in an abandoned morgue or something like It's going to be something like It was just funny when he said it. I'm challenging you to a Boneyard match. People were like, what? All these tweets, people were like, what the hell's a Boneyard match? It's going to be the next big thing is what it it's going to be. It is. Um... And then a match that I thought was really good it would have been great with fans was that Ricochet, Cedric, Alexander, uh, Garza, Andrade match. Uh-huh. Really, really poor good. Poor, poor both those guys. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't really... I saw, like, you know, people complain about it. It wasn't a squash match. They held their yeah, own. It was a competitive match. It was good. Um, I like Andrade and Garza as a tag team. You think they won the titles? Two belts on Andrade? Would you would you do that? Why not? I, I mean, I think it's funny that all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, talk about some quick storytelling. They, <laughs> no storytelling. They're like, oh, they get a tag match. Be careful. They get for a the tag. Titles. Yeah, for the titles. Uh, then the Street Profits fought two guys I'd never heard of before, which was funny. What? Shane Thorne used to be in NXT uh, with, who was his tag partner? They were TM61. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then another guy named Brendan Vink. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Cannon fodder. <laughs> um, I thought the Becky Lynch stuff, when she hit Shayna with the chair, that was fine. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. Built some, built some animosity there and gave uh, Becky something to make her look a little, little bit of a threat. Right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, Alistair Black, I mean, even with empty arena shows, they still have him beating up scrubs, which is so stupid. How about he's fighting, uh, he's fighting, what, Bobby Lashley for no reason at all at a Mania match. Pretty funny. Um, I thought Seth Rollins gave one of the best, uh, in-ring promos and no one was around to see it that I've ever seen him give in years. I think their promos are better without fans. They are, because the fans don't like have a chance to boo and ruin it, or maybe don't get as nervous. I think they let them go off script, too, you know? Yeah. I, I love not hearing what chants. It's great. Yeah, but that was good. Um, then he showed some replays, and he just had Randy Orton at the end. It's a shame that Orton and Edge is not going to be in front of a crowd. Yeah, because... They did such a good job at building that and making people interested and care about it and yeah, not nothing. Yeah, it's a shame. The match will still be good because they're both good. Yeah, but with fans, it'd be so much better because yeah. they're both good at playing the crowd. Totally. Um, NXT then actually had a full show of matches, which I was surprised by. Did you were you not able to catch any of them? I haven't watched any of it yet. Yeah, they actually had, unlike last week where they just did videos, they actually had a bunch of stuff uh, taped. Not too bad, nothing too crazy. Uh, a couple of those ladder match qualifiers that they did. Io Shirai returned, which would have been a huge pop if they would have had it in front of an audience. Um, mm -hmm. More of the Dijakovic, Keith Lee stuff. But the main thing on NXT, um, 
couple things. Matt Riddle, got, after he beat Roderick Strong, got attacked by these two big, like, Middle East guys that had, like, like skirts on and long hair. They look like they look like a Middle Eastern version of the Usos. I've never seen these guys before. Huh. Two really big dudes. They had this guy. His last name is Bivens. He's like a, uh, I guess he's a manager in NXT. I never heard of him before. And he's their he's their mouth he's their mouthpiece. He came out. They beat up Matt Riddle, and uh, I mean they're big dudes, just hairy and long hair and. You know, just, they look like, remember the guy from the mummy that was like that warrior, he had like the black outfit on, do you know what I'm talking about? They had the big swords and they were like those, uh, they rode the, they rode the horses and they like fought like the guy, I forget what they were called, they were like, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they look like those with shirts off, basically. i never seen these guys before, I don't know where they got them from. Could that be something that they pulled out of like... Is part of the deal with them going to Saudi Arabia? Could that be. These guys now are part of the. I don't know. They were weird. they were big and they beat the shit out of Matt Riddle. <laughs> is Monsoor there? No, no Monsoor. Now the end scene I thought was actually really well done. Um, is it okay if I spoil a couple things for you? Yeah, it's fine. I'll probably watch it later. So the end scene was cool. Triple H came down in the ring and he told Champa. Champa came out first, and then he told Champa. Um, I want Gargano down here too, and Champ was like, "If you bring Gargano down here, I'm gonna kill him." He's like, I, I, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna," and he's like, "If you," and then Gargano came down to the top of the ring, and was like, "I'm not getting the ring with that asshole. I don't trust him." And he's like, "Because these two just destroyed each other the week before in the performance center, threw each other through glass." And Triple H was like, "Everyone in this company is sick of the bullshit between you two. He said, "So if you either one of you touch each other, he said you won't be here next week at all because you'll be fired." So they got in a ring, and he just basically said, like, they, I mean, it was real good. It was good. You know, you really felt like these two, like, don't like each other, even though they do, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just Triple H basically saying, you need to end this. He's like, this comes to an end. And he was like, it's going to come to an end, and it needs to come to an end at the biggest stage. And every time he's about to say WrestleMania, Gargano would go, we don't need that. And we'll, like, cut him off. And he's like, you're going to end this at, and he was like, Stop saying that. We don't want to wrestle at WrestleMania. We don't want to do this. And Champa's like, I just want to kill him now. Can we fight now? And then Gargano said, I need I need two weeks to mentally prepare. So Triple H said, I'm going to get a building. He said, I'm going to find a building. It's going to be on me. He said, when I find a building, I'm going to text each of you. You're going to show up there. He said, I'm going to have two security guards and a referee. He's like, you can destroy this entire building. We're gonna buy out a building for you. He's like, and you he's like, and you end it. And whoever walks out of that building, there's no looking back. You're not fighting anymore. You're moving on. He's like, and if you don't move on, then you're both fired. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm sure they're gonna have some crazy shit. Empty building. Yeah, let's see we'll do anything. Yeah. Breaking brick they'll have instead of like concrete columns it'll be brick like just bricks and they'll throw them through it and the roof will come down and yeah <laughs> so they were doing all that and they both kind of agreed and then while there are three of them are sitting there staring at each other that they did the whole lights flicker in and all these things and they showed this countdown with like a doomsday clock thing and then when the thing stopped and a face came on the screen and it was killer cross that's cool. And he just was kind of staring at them through the camera, and then it, the screen went to black and it went off. I bet he's going to be the security guard. 
maybe he'll be there and do something. So I thought it was cool. Killer Cross looks cool. I'm sure, again, all this stuff would have been great in front of fans, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. I mean, it's going to be good. Whatever they make them do, it, I'm sure it'll be pretty good. Those two are crazy, so this will be the, the final chapter of their feud. Um, so then let's go into AEW. Um, again, no fan and none of the crew were on there, so you think they got in trouble? I think so. They had him in the locker room. Yeah, but they only had like four at a time in there. Why do you think they got in trouble? Just because it was too many people hanging around? Yeah. Because it is the, technically the law right now, I think, in Florida. But you can only have so many people around each other at once. I think it's up and I'm not positive, though. I could be misspeaking, but... They should have just had him in the crowd with microphones on, like, all spaced out. <laughs> yeah, and they just fill the whole building. Yeah, just, <laughs> just different... section. Different areas talking. Um, so they started off with... Um, no JR this week, which was great. No, no Taz. They had Cody and uh, Kenny Omega on the, on the uh, microphones. Uh, Kenny Omega is horrible on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounded nervous. He had a couple good one-liners that people probably didn't get. Yeah. I thought Cody was great on the announcement. Yeah, on, he's good. He was good. What did you think about him and Jimmy Havoc? It was a good match. Yeah, Cody does really well. I like Jimmy Havoc outside of the stupid hardcore stuff they try and make that he that he's known for. Yeah, it's kind of he's a decent wrestler. He doesn't need to do all that stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was good. Uh, next, you had a uh, Darby versus Kip Sabian. I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. I liked his new finisher. All Darby's like a roll up pin thing that he does. Yeah, what he called it. The Last Supper. Yeah, that's it. And, and Cody was like, well, it's really called this. He was like giving names for it. He's like, yeah, but we'll call it that. He's like, that's okay. He's like, he's a different he's a different guy. He's like, we'll give it to him. Um, the match I thought was stupid was Jake Hager squashed some guy named Chico Adams. Chico Adams is my new favorite wrestler. Chico Adams is great. I, I'm not big on, on Jake Hager. I don't like the fact that, like, this is Moxley's new opponent is another WWE yeah. guy, especially Jack Swagger of all people. Right. I don't like that as an opponent for him. I especially don't like that Moxley's been killing people with his DDT and now Hager just kicks right out of it like it didn't even affect him. Like, yeah, um, they're trying to build him like he's this Brock Lesnar monster. He's not Brock Lesnar. He's Jack Swagger. Right. Right. I know he has an MMA record. He doesn't have Brock Lesnar's MMA record. I'm sorry. Yeah. Most of his didn't he win his last fight by disqualification or something like that? Yeah, I mean, come on. And I mean, that's the same guy that was like struggling with Dustin Rhodes a few weeks ago and was getting beat up by him. Now he's this beast that like Ambrose is going to have to Moxley's going to have to conquer. I, I, I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah. I didn't either. Give give Moxley someone else, a non WWE guy to feud with. You know, there's guys yeah. they could do there. Someone else they could put him against. But I don't know that that just doesn't do it for me. Especially because they have this whole ranking thing. Yeah, Jake Hager's what two matches now, and one was against Enhancement Talent. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's like, yeah. What, what does the ranking system even matter anymore with this? Or it's just why does Moxley give a shit about Jake Hager? You know what I mean? 
Um, what'd you think of the de- what'd you think of Brody Lee's skit he did where he was obviously Vince McMahon? I thought it was stupid. They need to move on from this taking shots at WWE. Exactly. It's, it's been tired. They've done it for too long. Like, yep. move on. I totally agree. Brody Lee, I think, is great as the exalted one. I like the I like the wrestling gear that he debuted. He went away from the long from the like the diesel pants. You know, uh-huh. I, I like his entrance. I like the whole st- story that he's doing. Stop with the Vince McMahon stuff. It's just petty. Yeah, it's stupid. Get over it, that Vince McMahon. And you know what the thing about it is, Brock? Vince McMahon in the long run here did him a huge favor. Yeah. If you think about it, if Brody Lee was let go last year and then was sent over here, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. But there's so much hype over Brody Lee because he was like held captive by the WWE for so long, and now he's a uh, huge star here, huge. Yep. Like they did you kind of like a big favor, I think. But I mean, it, it turned the, the dark order, which last week I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, like. There's five of them now. Yeah. You know, he legitimizes it. And then it, this week it became a sideshow. Yeah, he was eating steak and yelling at people for eating their food before him. Like, wh- it's what? Easy. Yeah, it was so stupid, I thought. Keep to the in-ring stuff and the, and the cult-like thing you were doing before. Now you're just going to do spoofs where you're Vince McMahon, and that's how yeah. Vince McMahon acts. Like, that was so dumb to me, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was good. Yeah, get tired of that real quick. Yeah. Something that that's I... what. Go ahead. That's just what everyone does: is take shots at WWE. Yeah. And be it, better than that. It, it, it was so petty and so stupid. It was like WCW when they would do that shit. You know, like that got them nowhere in the long run. It's so dumb to me. Move on. Move on from it. Be the, be the exalted one. Be Brody Lee. Be happy that you're here and people are excited for you. Stop with the constant WWE shit. Mm-hmm. And we'll get we'll get around to that when I get to the main event too. Um, <laughs> I the next match I thought was was great. Omega and Sammy. Yeah. I mean, finally they let they, you know they they let Sammy at least wrestle a little bit instead of getting squashed by people, which they've been doing, and he did really well. Yeah. Did really? He, he, there were a couple spots in that where I thought he killed himself. When he did that suicide dive out to the to the railing, and Kenny kind of caught him, and then he kind of like he followed through still. Yeah. And he hit the rail. I thought he broke his back. I thought Kenny killed him on that one wing angel too, because it looked <laughs> like he didn't have him fully the neck fully secure and kind of like hit uh-huh. it fast. I was like, oh, oh my god. But it was good. He came back later, so he was okay. Yeah, he was fine. It was good. He he's good. I really like the progression that they're doing with um. You gotta really like the progression they have done with Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. These guys, they've really done a good job of creating some of their new talent, mm-hmm. which they need yeah. instead of these WWE guys taking up all the the spotlight, which we'll get to in the final thing yeah. here. Learn from TNA's mistakes. Yeah. Stop with the WWE guys and stick. These are the guys you need to grow. The Darbys and the Sammies, Kip Saban, all these guys. Mm-hmm. So then you get to the main event, which um, obviously to get the good part out of the way, Chris Jericho is absolutely amazing. He is. He's hysterical. and watch the segment. He Matt Hardy is now in TNA, and Matt Hardy does this whole character thing, and he has a drone 
that he calls Vanguard One, and it like flies around. He's done skits with it and all that. The drone flew into the ring, and Chris Jericho had an argument with the drone that didn't even talk <laughs> for like five minutes. He offered it a contract. He offered the drone to join the inner circle. He said he tried to like bribe the drone. Then he was like, you don't have nothing to say to me. You're too good for me. And then he was like, where do you think you're going? You're flying away from me. He's like yelling at a drone, basically. Oh, my God. The best line in the whole thing is like, I don't like you. I don't like what you stand for. I don't like your social media posts about politics or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He was good. went on and on. It was hilarious. The other thing, they, they dropped the ball on it, though, where they, they should have cut to the point of view shot from the drone. Like yeah. in his face. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah. But then Matt Hardy came out and he was teleporting. Yeah, and then Jericho was moving in every still frame that they took. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Matt Hardy and his little promo? I I get what the, I like that they're trying something new. And I listened to Jericho's podcast. So did I. Going with the character. Yeah. But it's just if people like I don't know it just comes across as weird I think it comes across as so stupid I mean he's it's so complicated to try and figure out what the hell Matt Hardy's talking about I mean he's no he's still Matt Hardy and he's broken but now he has another being in his body that's called Damascus and he's no longer yeah. the other one and you know all that weird shit he was doing in the ring like I, I he was Zenith before now he's Damascus it's I, I don't know I just don't get it I don't think it's good he, he knew Judas himself. Yeah, Apparently. yeah, you know, and he's saying all this weird shit, and like, I, I don't know, I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it one bit. I'm not a big fan. I was never too big of a fan of. I used to like the vignettes that he would do as broken on Impact. I just think mm -hmm. it's played out. Yeah, I would much rather it's, see it's something develop. I think. I would much rather see some... I like the newness and the differentness that AEW does. And now we're back to this, which is a very old Impact thing that, that's mm -hmm. been around. I don't know why this has to be like a main thing that they're doing. I, I don't think they need it. I can see him turning on the Elite whenever and, that match happens. And then, of course, AEW fans, I read the most ridiculous thing, were like, look how good that was. Look how good Matt Hardy is when he's allowed to be creative. That was better than anything I've ever seen in WWE. That's better than Bray Wyatt. I'm like, I don't see how that's better than Bra Bray Wyatt. Sorry. <laughs> this 46-year-old man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do you listen, did you listen, to, the, you listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. I don't know. I thought Matt Hardy... What were you gonna say? I thought it was good. I liked how he kind of gave like the background of like where he's got the idea for the characters, actually from True Blood. Yeah, and and Dexter and all this other stuff. Like Christ, Matt Hardy. Um, so Justin, the idea is he's he's just his body is just a vessel for these different entities that have lived throughout time, and every time he gets basically killed, a new. Uh, entity takes over his vessel and now it's this guy called Damascus who's but apparently he, from biblical times. The thing about it is he acts exactly the same though. <laughs> like he, he should have a different accent for this character. Yeah, he has the same accent. He does the delete stuff. Everything is wonderful and uh, it, it, that's what I don't it's not yeah. like different when he has a different 
body in him, he looks exactly... He just has red hair instead of white hair. Yeah, it seems to yeah. me like if they wanted to really sell it, he they would have him doing different... Characters. And I would think he would dress different, wear his yeah, hair different, maybe have a different move set, a different thing, still doing the deletes. Like, I don't know. You can say you have as many vessels as you want, but, like, it's still the same right. shtick. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he said he was going to debut this new character, I got excited because I'm like, it might be something totally yeah. new and off the wall, but it's just, it's the same one as before. It's just the same one as before. And that skit would be totally stupid if he didn't have Chris Jericho in the ring with him. <laughs> if, he, if he was doing that against someone else other than Jericho, who, like, is perfect for, like, the responses, the lines, everything he's saying, the argument he had with his drone, it made it so much better. Without Jericho, it's... I don't know where it's at. Well, the Jericho and uh, Vanguard 1 thing stole the show. Then when Matt Hardy came out, it kind of ruined the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that was great. I mean, the the teleporting was like, what are we we doing? Because Kenny Omega and Cody are like, oh, my God, he's teleporting. Like, we're supposed to believe he's teleporting for real. You know, like, come on. <laughs> Kenny's like, he's using psycho power. Yeah. And then Tony Schiavone's like, that's what we're going to call it? I'm like, come on, that's M. Bison from Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> it was goofy. I, the only thing I thought in the, um, I thought Hardy in, in the interview would sound a little, like, a little complaining about, oh, they wouldn't let me do this, they wouldn't let me do that, like, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Like, I, the only thing I thought that he had a good idea was, is I thought it was good where he came, he pitched the idea that he wanted to do like these broken segments where he was like working with guys like Chad Gable and Mustafa Ali. I thought yeah, that, that was, I thought that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. I like when he, he took fifteen minutes of show to do that, which I thought would have been great. Yeah, fifteen minutes is a lot for them to dedicate to Matt Hardy. Yeah, but if they got these other guys over, and that was the end game, which is what he's saying, I don't yeah. know if that's true. Yeah. Could have been good. I did like when he said when Vince watched the uh, fight between him and Bray at the Broken Mansion. Yeah. And Vince was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and he was like, if you guys do, then that's good. Maybe I'm out of touch. <laughs> then it was like their highest seg- rated segment in years. <laughs> yeah, it had like three million views. <laughs> I, I thought the stuff him and Bray did was good. I mean, I get where he was saying like you have to develop characters and stuff, but like to me, I think it's much better what Jericho did to change his character than what Hardy's doing. Yeah, like Jericho really reinvented himself for AEW, but it's still like believable and and like relatable you know what i mean like jericho it's it's like pieces of like 1996 jericho where he's a crybaby and then like what he did in japan where he's this this complete badass because he was bigger than everybody and he's this pain maker that he does and you know the Mm -hmm. la champion and all it's still good though like like you said yeah i was expecting like matt hardy to do this different character and it's well, I have Damascus in me. Yeah, but you're still exactly the same. Like I, I don't know. Like we'll see. What, we'll see where he goes with it. Yeah, I did find it's, it interesting it, that um, all those segments they did with Jake Roberts and uh, uh, Archer and all that was all filmed at Darby Allen's house. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great because <laughs> he owns all that shit. <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> 
Jericho said he's the new Jeff Hardy. Mm. I tell you what, AEW would be no no would be nowhere without Chris Jericho. Oh, absolutely. He has he's... done so much to make that company what it is. I mean, you can tell on his podcast that he's so passionate about it, loves it, loves working yeah. with all the younger guys. But I mean, my God, they would be nowhere without him. They would have had steam at the beginning with the elite guys. Yeah. But he just brings but, in all these WWE fans that just still love him. And, and he he mm-hmm. brings in those ratings, you know? Well, like he, he was instrumental in getting John Moxley there. And I think he had a hand in getting Matt Hardy there. Like, he's yeah. the guy that he's got a mind for the business. And whenever they have a, a bad show, he sits them down afterwards and reads them off for, like, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, whenever the referees seem to have no power. Because yeah. everybody's just doing whatever they want. He's like, if we ever have a disqualification, then it means nothing and everything looks stupid. Yeah. you got to start like having rules and following them or else it's just chaos and stupid. And, and they've listened to him. Yeah. Because he knows what he's talking about. Yep. Yep. Well, there you go. Now, that wrestling-related uh, topic. Did you watch the debut of the new season of Dark Side of the Ring? I have not. I heard it's about Chris Benoit, right? Yeah, it's a two a two part episode. They showed both episodes back to back. Last night, I think it was last night. Yeah, no, two, Tuesday night it was on. Any good? It's good. It's I mean, it's a heavy topic. Yeah. But uh, next week is New Jack. Oh wow! We're gonna yeah. talk about him and how he's tried killing people in the ring and stuff like What's that. What's this and on? Um... He's actually Vice. Okay. It's a good show. I think even Justin would like it. So it's like a documentary type series where they talk about like these scandals and different stories and that have happened involving wrestlers and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I saw um I didn't know what it was, but I saw Mark Madden talking about it. Okay. Cuz apparently he knew Chris Benoit and it, you mm-hmm. know before everything happened, he, they were friends. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a tough one to get through because I, I basically he he shut down after Eddie Guerrero died, like he completely lost it. Yeah, started distancing himself from everybody and just you know, well, I'll let you watch it, but it it, it was kind of tough to get through because it was a pretty heavy topic. Hmm. We will have to check it out. But yep. Well, there you go. Um... If I do see any WrestleMania spoilers, I'm staying away from it. I don't want to know. Me either. I just want to watch the show. When is it? Next weekend? Yeah, I think so. Saturday and Sunday. What a letdown, huh? We so enjoy WrestleMania. We get together. We have food. We have everyone over, our wives and everybody. It's such a letdown that that's not happening this year. I mean, it is really one of the things throughout the year that I look forward to doing. I don't even really care about it this year because... It's not going to be the spectacle that it is. It's just it's, going to be another like house show almost. Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, you know, the thing with WrestleMania is, you know, it's in front of a hundred thousand fans. You know, yeah. it's this huge set with these huge things and the entrances and all the production and the people, the Hall of Fame the night before the NXT show. You know, it's it's just the 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 spectacle of it that you look forward to. And then, like I said, we all watch it together. We bet on things, you know. 
We sit there around mm-hmm. the TV all together. You know, I haven't watched a WrestleMania alone. Ever? <laughs> I, I don't, it's been a long-ass time, you know? You guys should do something like Netflix is doing with that party watch and I'll get on Skype and <laughs> just sit and watch it. Still watch it together, but... Yeah. 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 yeah it's crazy. I think since WrestleMania 8 or 9, I've, I've watched with a group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first WrestleMania, I went. I went with my dad to like a a cathedral, and they had it on like on a those closed circuit TVs or whatever. Yeah, they didn't have pay per view then. Yeah, you'd have to go somewhere to watch it and pay. Mm-hmm. Sweet, it was cool. You, we went to this like cathedral in Newcastle, and they had this huge screen set up, and you paid. You bought a ticket, and you could get, like, popcorn and refreshments. You were at the theater. Mm-hmm. We sat there in a the crowd and watched it. That's cool. Yeah. Did it for a couple yeah, years. Before, yeah. How long was I it? I think in... it was so many of four or five. That was the first one that was actually on pay-per-view, yeah. I think. Then people, you know, would have, like, the illegal cable setups. You could watch it yeah. at their house. <laughs> scramblers. And... But we would always get a group of people together and split the cost. Yeah, pay for it. Mm-hmm. I remember the days of like having people over and like collecting. It'd be like, you know, five, ten bucks a person because these things are like mm-hmm. $60, $50. And then I'd like spend that money, forget about it. Then I'd get my cable bill. This is when you're young, yeah. you're living paycheck to paycheck. Get your cable bill. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck, why is this bill so high? Goddamn, <laughs> WrestleMania's on it. <laughs> It's true. Forgot. Yeah, we did the same thing. We put a basket out, and like, if you didn't pay, like, you had to leave, like, because yeah. it's expensive. Ten dollars a month now. We take that for granted. It's been yeah. a few years. <laughs> crazy, crazy shit. Well, yeah, it's definitely going to be an uh, 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 the oddest one ever. Yeah, I, I think they'll still put on a good show. They'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. I just hope that since it's taped, it's not going to be heavily edited. I imagine it probably will be. Yeah. I don't know. Because no, I think that'll take some of the charm away from it. Yeah, you want to see the missed spots or the problems mm-hmm. or things that they had, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, well that's next week already. I mean, I, like, it, it is helpful to have more going on. Like, remember the match, like, on Raw when you had those four guys going and you had the Street Profits on the commentary yeah it just it helps it just helps it helps me like they were cheering for it yelling for it it helps you need something like that you know mm-hmm. i know you can't have a lot of people around but just maybe people on right. on microphones in different rooms or whatever just talk. exactly like if you have an, enti- an entire building that you can put 10 up to 10 people in yeah put 10 people in different parts in the in, in the audience and mic them up and just have guest spots on every every match, and at least make it somewhat entertaining with the the audio. Because yeah. just hearing the the stomps on the mat, just it's it's redundant and boring. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting to see the what they do. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. We will see. We're building towards it. One of the strangest ones ever. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> Wrestling still around to entertain you. Strange, but still around to entertain you. So, uh, yep. So we will talk to you next week, God willing. 
Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. We'll see you later. Good night, everyone. <laughs>